This episode is brought to you by Set for Life Insurance. Listen, docs, one of the first steps we took to pay off our student loan debt was realizing we paid way too much for our disability insurance. That all changed when we found Set for Life Insurance. They helped us with a customized insurance policy that met our needs and most of all, budget. To learn more, check out setforlifeinsurance.com. What's good, everyone? This is Dr. Nee. I got Dr. Renee. I got Questy, Quest Love, all the way from the West Coast. What's good, y'all? How you doing? What's happening, man? How you doing? Going on. Good to jump on this. It's been a long, I think it's been, what, almost two years since you've been on the podcast, right? No, no, no. I feel like I was on maybe last year, last year sometime. That's when we was talking about a Dame Dash. About- Dame Dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was last yeah, year. Your cousin Dame Dash, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it has cousin. something to do with, I think we somehow we turned it back into the NBA, though. Yeah, yes. yeah, you know how it is. You know how it is. <laughs> so, yo, like I said, we are doing a topic outside the box. You know, we're going to be talking about something that is affecting doctors, but we're going to learn a lesson from something that's going on right now that doesn't involve doctors, right? So, you know, as soon as I sent this to you all, you guys were really interested on this. This is taking social media by storm. And we're going to be talking about basically owning your intellectual property, your IP, you know, whatever makes you worth something to someone else. We're going to talk about that. And specifically, we're going to jump in on this Joe Budden versus Spotify beef. So y'all aware of what's going on, right? Yep. Yeah. So for the audience who who don't know, Joe Budden, you know, he came up with Pump It Up back in Quest. What was this, like early 2000s or something? Pump, pump, yeah. pump, 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 pump it up. I think it was late 90s. Late 90s? Yeah, like yeah. 99. Yeah, 99, 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he, after that, you know, his career kind of just, you know, plateaued and he kind of fell to the backside. But then, you know, as with most people, VH1 saves the day. He ends up on Love and Hip Hop, I think, on one of those shows on VH1. And then, you know, his career is kind of resurrected a little bit. And then he's got this podcast that he started back in 2015 with some friends. And literally, like, they are doing a podcast in the basement, popping the trunk, you know, taking it back old school. And it's a hit. It's on Complex, which is, you know, it's a pretty big media company. You know, it's not like a really big media company, but it's a big media company kind of focused yep. on hip hop and so forth. I think they had Deezus Samara at one point. Oh, yeah. Deezus Samara, they bounced yep. and went over to uh, Showtime. I think they went over to Vice first. Where'd it go? Right. They were on right. Complex, then they went to Vice, and then they went to Showtime. Yeah. Right. So well, his show was doing really well, talking about everything related to hip hop, beefs, music, top fives you know, all the different things that you would expect to hear. And it's a good show. And then he had some type of issue with complex in terms of revenue sharing and advertisements. Long story short, he ended up leaving. The next spot that he went to was Spotify. So at this point, Spotify came to them like 2017, 2018. It was like, look, we're going to give you this deal. We're going to give you this many, I don't know how many M's, how many bags, but obviously a better deal than complex. And he bounced. So a little bit of the story behind Spotify and how this is working. So Spotify primarily is a music streaming service, right? So, you know, all the country music that Questy listens to. Yeah, man. All the real <laughs> hip hop that I listen to and Renee listen to. <laughs> you know, when you listen into them songs, you listen you to love them that Garth. You got to love that latest Garth Brook track, man. Right. That shit <laughs> just right. slaps. Right. <laughs> really? <laughs> Look at Questy trying to use that lingo, that millennial lingo. <laughs> Is that Gen Z now? Gen Z yeah, slaps, man. Just slaps, yeah, slaps, yeah. slaps. <laughs> they doing too much. 
<laughs> I'm actually trying to think no, of so, a Garth Brooks song right now, and I cannot think of a single one. But how about we just let's, let's leave that in the past and let's just focus on the fact? <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. It is bad. primarily streaming <laughs> services, right? So yes, the average yeah. song is like three and a half minutes long, four minutes long. Yep. You listen to your favorite song, and then you bounce. You leave the app. You may go to talking to someone on the phone. You may go to your browser. You go email someone. You go on World Star, whatever it may be but you're only going to spend a short period of time on Spotify. So they're trying to change things. They're getting really smart and they're realizing, though, this podcasting game is no joke, right? It's low cost of entry. People are listening for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours. Joe Budden's show sometimes is three hours long. Mm-hmm. So they're staying on the app for an like extended period of time, right? Now, before, when you're music streaming, when you're just primarily just streaming, don't forget Spotify is giving a significant amount of money to the labels, right? So not much money is staying in-house. And as a matter of fact, with most startups, they're always running in the negative, right? You in Venice, you know about that life. Right? Yes, absolutely. Right? So absolutely. they're, they're running yep. in the negative and stuff. Yep. So with podcasting, it's not that expensive. You can put advertising on there. People are staying on longer. You don't even have to put advertise. You could just advertise, you know, Spotify premium for them. So this was part of their new push to keep people on their app longer. So the first acquirement that they got was Amy Schumer, right? Which is a big name in comedy. They got her on the show. (laughs) Renee, not a big fan of Amy Schumer. No, not really. But they gave her the bag. She came by. And then the next was Joe Budden. So Joe Budden has been on the show since 2018, had a top podcast. And as soon as he came on Spotify, he was the number one podcast out there. Killing it. Like I said, he's podcasting in his basement. Two other people, he's got his crew and everything. The show is still his. Uh The show is still his. It's just that, you know, now it's on Spotify exclusively. So if you have your podcast app, whatever it may be, you're not going to be able to find it unless you're on Spotify, which is, you know, the new thing now. Keep them on one app. So long story short is, you know, September 23rd or a couple of weeks ago, he said that as of September 23rd, I cannot tell you where this podcast will be, he says, but as it stands, I can tell you where it will not be. And that is Spotify. So you hear this, you're like, yo, what's going on? What up? Renee, when you hear that, what do you think? Like, I think he's singing the So Long Farewell song. Like, no? Somebody done told Spotify wrong. Okay. So I listened to that episode actually three times. It's that good. All right. So he basically took it as an opportunity to announce that he's, he's leaving Spotify, mm-hmm. that he just scorches Spotify because Spotify has mad money at this point. Think about it. They purchased Bill Simmons' podcast network. Michelle Obama. They got Michelle Obama. They got, like I said, Amy Schumer. They got Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know? So Joe, he, Joe Rogan's got one podcast. One podcast. And Joe <laughs> Rogan's podcast is worth more than all of those probably combined. Yeah. But he just talked about his history of the company, you know, the years in which he signed the deal. And, you know, he said that basically his show exceeded Spotify's expectations by 900% to the point that when his show really first started, he crashed their platform. They didn't have enough like bandwidth to support the amount of people who are going to be downloaded. And that's already, they got Amy Schumer on their platform. Yeah. My case is made, but whatever. So let me keep going. So, you know, after this point where he's crashing the system, he's number one. They got Amy Schumer. He's killing it. Everybody's happy. Then all of a sudden, they start picking up other companies. They purchase Gimlet, right? They purchase Parcast, which is a technology company for podcasting. Then they get Bill Simmons which is a huge deal. I think it's a quarter bill. 
$250 million to buy a network. And then they get Joe Rogan. So he's still at this point, like, I think he's still in the top five, number one podcast that's out there through all of these different things. And he's talking about like, man, like he didn't get a bonus. Him and his people didn't get a bonus. And the biggest thing that he had a problem with was that the company wouldn't allow him and his team to take a vacation on Christmas and New Year's Eve. And that became an issue because they didn't want them to miss two episodes. I think it just so happened that year that Christmas and New Year's Eve would have been on a weekday. So he's saying at this point, he's bringing in, he helped Spotify up to like nine figures in profit just based off of his podcast. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, you know? And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I know for a fact that doctors right now are being asked particularly, you know, doctors who have really high followings on social media, maybe like 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, maybe even more, right? They're being specifically asked, you need to start your own podcast or start a podcast mm-hmm. with us. Buyer beware. They better own it. Yeah. They better own whatever they put out there. They better make sure they own it. But let me just finish real quick, Renee. I'm going to finish this point. So it's saying that while they gave him a hard time with not wanting to take those days off. Here's to even make it worse. This year, the beginning of this year, Joe Budden's father has comorbidities. Apparently he got infected with COVID. He's in the hospital. He's not doing too well. So basically it comes down to a point of like, why are we doing this still again? Like I got a family member in the hospital, my dad, and I need to go and see what's going on. So he tells his people like, we'll record, but let's slow down a little bit. You know where this is going. Well, I mean, if he can't even take Christmas and New Year's off, I mean, Spotify is definitely not going to care that his father is in the hospital. Well, I mean, these are acceptable holidays and they are not going to care that his father is sick. They're just not going to care. Sound familiar? Yeah. That's almost everybody's plight right now. Right, right. So Spotify doesn't call him. He gets a call from your boy, Bill Simmons. Your boy, Renee. That's not my, she don't even know who Bill Simmons is. That's your boy, Kwesi. You like Bill Simmons. He calls my up. Boy. He calls him up and he's like, so Joe, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, we noticed that you haven't been potting lately. Joe's like, yeah. He's like, listen, I can show you how to, you know, take some of these, bring a microphone to your house and you can pot at home and you can use, you know, Zoom and all these different things at the house. Joe pauses and is like, and you know Joe already. You listen to Joe's, right? <laughs> And he acts like he was a fly on the wall during this conversation, <laughs> <No>. right? <laughs> so Joe is like, yo, I don't know if you know, but my father's in the hospital. Apparently he says that there's a pause and you know, we're not there, but apparently he says there's a pause. No, 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 no. You weren't there, but that's not the way you're going to tell the story. So <laughs> tell the story as if you were there. Entertain me. <laughs> so there's a pause. <laughs> yeah, so listen, I'm going to show you this equipment over FaceTime so that you can continue to podcast. And then Joe Budden pauses and says, thanks. <laughs> he says, thanks. <laughs> How do you spell Zoom? I don't even know. How do you spell that? <laughs> With an X. <laughs> Although, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. From what we've heard about Bill Simmons and his relationship with his employees, I mean, Quest, is that hard to believe? No. No, not at all. I mean, it's hard to believe that anybody would be that callous, but yeah, it's not hard to believe at all. So, (laughs) and then to finish this off, he's saying that they wanted bonuses, right? Because they were exceeding their expectations like crazy. 
Spotify is buying all these different companies and stuff. So basically, the company wouldn't pay them like actual money, wouldn't drop a bag on them, but said, we'll give you Rolexes instead. <laughs> so they were like, I bet. What's how about this? What's he That's complaining what... about? He can pawn it. <laughs> so they were like, how about this? We could afford our own Rolexes, right? Probably can afford like the basic Rolex. I don't know, maybe the presidential Rolex or something like that. But we're going to pick out the type of Rolex that we want. Spotify said, no, too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so he's saying this on the show while he's still on Spotify. So I'm going to leave it to y'all. I just set the stage. I want to say what y'all want to say. Because the reason we're talking about this, because I don't want doctors to come. They jump on Spotify and then they mess it up for me. You know, <laughs> people like me who have been already podcasted. So y'all need to know the importance of your IP. Let's talk about this. Come on, y'all. What y'all say? We need to know the type of contract that Joe Button. Exactly. Like, we need to know if he just signed. And honestly, I mean, I don't even know what Joe Rogan or even Bill Simmons signed. If they've got a podcast, let's say they've got, you know, they're bought for 250 So Spotify is an owner of The Ringer right now, right? So all the money that The Ringer generates it goes to Spotify. So if one of their podcasts starts doing real well and starts like really bringing in money, that doesn't go to the people doing Spotify. That doesn't go directly in Bill Simmons' pocket. That goes into Spotify's pocket. Joe Button and Joe Rogan, you're an entity now. Like you are like what you- It's like buying a car versus leasing a car, right? Spotify's leasing a car right now. Yes, exactly. You get to drive, you get to go wherever you want. At the end of the day, when your contract's done, you just give back to them and you walk away, okay? But with them too, I mean, they have to own their own IP. Even before that, you've got to know like, okay, like I'm going to sign this contract. You're going to pay me handsomely. But I mean, like all contracts, like for all business, like for you, for me, if you exceed expectations, there should be somewhere in the contract that you get a bonus. You know, if that's not in the contract, that's not on anybody but yourself. And if the market starts to change while you're under contract, there should be somewhere in that contract should say, like either ability to renegotiate at some point or the ability to get bonuses based on other things that are going on in the country. If you don't have none of that, I mean, that's all on you. I mean, that's like not valuing your own self-worth. I'm actually going to disagree a little bit because I think that there's a nuance here that is missing. So Joe Budden started podcasting where? In his basement, right? It's his show, right? And the way that this, relationship developed sounds more like an employer-employee relationship, okay? So which tells me that the way that this contract is written, that Joe Budden essentially is working for Spotify. Yep. However, Joe Budden is the one that has all the leverage because people tune in for him. They don't tune in for, oh, let me just go on Spotify because Spotify is just so great of an app. They're tuning in for him, right? The way that they're building their platform is they're bringing in people who are tuning in for those people. And by virtue of that is how Spotify will become a great app. So if Michelle Obama leaves, if Joe Budden leaves, if Rogan leaves, if all these people leave, who's coming to Spotify? For what reason? Right? So the reason I'm disagreeing is because of the word bonus. And the word bonus for me denotes an employer-employee relationship. And I just don't think that someone who comes in with all the leverage, he has all the talent, is his show. He didn't even need their equipment, which baffles me as to why somebody would call you and tell you, I can show you how to use a mic. I was using a mic. That's how you (laughs) found me. So why are you calling me telling me how to use a mic? Right? 
So I don't need a bonus. What Joe Budden should have done in his contract, which it doesn't sound like he did. I can't speak to what's in his contract, but it doesn't sound like he did. It doesn't sound like he took ownership of the contract. He heard the money dangled in front of him and he was like, heck yeah, I'll take it. But he never thought, hold on a second. If I go to Spotify, then I'm growing their platform. And if I'm growing their platform, that means my show will be growing as well. And so what he should have done was, as someone who is providing a service to Spotify, he should have said, I'm going to charge you X, Y, and Z to have my show on your platform. And if my show grows by such and such a percentage, you owe me such and such a percentage. If you can't pay it, I walk. This whole, I can't take Christmas and New Year's off. Dude, I don't work for you. I am contracted by you. I'm 1099. Well, he also said that he did the contract. He looked at the contract. He read the contract. He helped them create this contract because they had never had a contract like his before, which I'm like, wait, so you, if you did all this, then why are you complaining, fam? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the right. one thing that I'm just like, I don't know. That's your get. bad. That's his bad on that one. But I don't know. He said that they threw a lot of bags at him, you know, so I'm sure there's something where. Yeah. And he looked at the bags and he didn't look at anything else. I mean, we see this with physician contracts all the time, right? You're a resident and you make it $40,000 a year, right? First of all, the $40,000 a year is probably the most money that you've ever made as a resident. Then you graduate and then somebody gives you six figures, which is the most money that you've ever made, which is probably not the most money you will ever make. But you don't know that, right? It's the first time. So you look at the bags they're throwing at you and you're just like, yeah, I'll take that job. But you ain't got no help. You can't take no time off. Exactly. You always on call. Exactly. You ain't got a partner. Right. Exactly. So you don't look at anything else but the money and then you start complaining. And I'm like, well, that's your bet because you wanted the money more than anything else. And now that anything else is showing up and you're mad, but you're getting the money that you negotiated. Well, I got you there. I got you there. So let me finish this real quick because apparently this is not the first time that a podcast has kind of spoken up on how this whole thing works. Not specifically about Spotify, but well, actually about Spotify. So check this out. Are you guys familiar with The Nod? I've heard of it, but I'm not. So The Nod is hosted by two folks, by Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings, right? And their show was pretty popular and they were on Gimlet Media, right? And it's a really good show that just talks about things related to the culture, movies, and all those different things. Media then got bought out by Spotify, right? So then what happened is, is they found out that they wanted to do certain things with their show, make t-shirts, go on tour, right? Because that's the big thing now. You take your show on tour, you bring it into a theater, you actually have people pay and they watch you do an episode and it's just a new thing. It's just like a, you know, you have a concert. So what they found out though is Spotify was like, yeah, no, nah, you ain't going to be able to do that. We own your show. They found out that although they built the show and the audience, they owned none of it. And this is what they said. At the end of the day, investing in someone's talent isn't the same as having the talent yourself. It's very strange that Spotify and Gimlet are the only people who can claim ownership over their show and its segments. So it's just like people are tuning in to listen to you, but you don't own any of this stuff. So what makes matters even worse is Charlemagne jumped in on this. Charlemagne the God from Hot 97. <laughs> he jumped in on this and said everything that you, Kwesi, and you, Renee, said. Like, yo, you should have did this with your contract, X, Y, and Z. Yep. Did Joe Bunn have a lawyer look at this? I don't know. I hope he did. 
Listen, we have learned, right? I don't know which episode this was, Dr. Nee, but we have learned that sometimes when people have a lawyer look over something, they don't necessarily take their lawyer's advice. I mean, you had a Dr. X file on that. Yeah, but actually, it's funny you bring that up because that was the last episode I was on about a doctor who was... Yo, Quessy, yo, you shouldn't be saying that out loud. That's like 10 episodes ago. You need to catch up. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm saying like, yeah, the episode I was on, we talked about a doctor who, you know, you gave her advice and said not take the full full length contract. And she did. And now she's in this position where she's there by herself. and She's got a long term contract. No help. Can't get out of it. And the same thing. She didn't have a lawyer look at it. You looked at it. No, she had a lawyer look at it. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's right. She, she did. had a lawyer look at it and she yeah. didn't heed the lawyer's advice. Correct. Yeah. He actually interviewed her on the Dr. X files. You can yeah. put the episode in the show notes. But this sounds very familiar, right? Like, hold on a second. Like, did you have somebody look at this? Because you can't be so upset by the terms of your contract. If you signed the contract, you should have known what you were signing. You can't say that someone was taking advantage of you if you signed something and now you're saying, well, I didn't understand what I was signing or I don't agree with the terms of it now. It's like, that's what you sign. So obviously Spotify was thinking about the future. You should have been thinking about your future and they weren't. So this is where we are. And I don't understand why Charlemagne jumped in on this because the whole thing about when Dame Dash. (laughs) Fam, fam, yo, fam. Yeah, so Charlemagne responded and was just like, oh, excuse me, Joe Budden responded. He was like, listen, man, we talking about two different things. I mean, he lit Charlemagne up. He was like, Charlemagne, you've been on iHeartRadio. You've been Hot 97. You've been a top DJ in New York City for 10 years in uh-huh. a row, which is a big deal, right? You know how many radio stations are in New York? 10 years? More Wasn't Charlemagne on with Wendy Williams? Williams? Yeah, but yep. I mean, I'm he talking was about on with he- like, He's been well. Charlemagne, I mean, it's been almost 20 years. Right, but I'm just Oh, way more than that. But I'm just saying as him as the primary person on his show, right? Agreed. Like he's been yeah, 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 the yeah. top DJ in New York, the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, which I'm sure is probably the hardest media area to be in in an entire country. There's so many different diverse radio stations. So he's like, fam, like you've been there for 10 years as the top dog bringing in all this money and you can't take any claim to any of this stuff. You're just an employee because you're not putting up any money. You're not paying for the microphones. You're not paying for the camera. You're not paying for the editor. You're exactly. Not any of this stuff. So we talking two different things, right? Even though we kind of saying the same thing, like, yo, you need to get your contract straight. But technically I own this show. You know what I'm saying? Like what he was saying to Charlemagne is like, dude, like you're saying all this stuff, but you don't have any buy-in. So when he's talking about Dame Dash, he's like, yo, Dame Dash came on your show and was talking about putting up money. If you're not putting up money to pay for anything, then how can you really try to get anything off of the profits? The company's doing all the work right? Mm. Which is another message to the docs is like, look, you create the show, you create all these different things, you do the social media, and then you're going to let a company come in and take all the profits. It don't make any sense. Of course, you don't agree with that. What's up with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But I it mean, sounds I- like Joe Budden is in the same predicament as Charlemagne, even though he owns his own show. You see what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. it's a very weird conversation because but, but Charlemagne- Joe Budden is walking away from, from Spotify with his show. He's not just walking okay, away. Okay, I got you. But- if Charlemagne walked away from the Breakfast Club, I mean, no disrespect to Angela Yee and DJ Envy, ain't nobody really. Because he's still the talent. So he, <laughs> Nobody's tuning in. But Let's here's the thing, though. Back. But here's the thing, though. Charlemagne had a show on MTV, got canceled, right? Charlemagne had, I think there was some other places that he's trying to do things. He just started a YouTube channel in 2019. It's slow to catch on. But, you know, he's shown that 
there's a willingness to kind of expand, but he's not getting the traction like a Joe Budden, like a Joe Rogan, like all these other people. So that's just something. That's to keep and maybe in mind. I'm wrong about that. Maybe Breakfast Club will survive without him. No, I mean, Charlemagne's probably thought about this too, but I bet you if he decides, you know what, let's take this from terrestrial radio and let's do a daily podcast, you know, a daily two hour podcast. I'm pretty sure that everybody would jump in on that podcast. The Breakfast Club's probably owned by Hot 97, but he can be like, yo, you can come on the show. I don't know. He can call it like the Charlemagne podcast or the fan podcast, something like that. And people would tune in and listen to it. People would subscribe. That's what Bomani Jones yeah. does. Uh-huh. Yeah. He has the evening Jones. Yeah. Because the people who listen on the radio like the content. So they will like they will go out and find them. And then the people who don't listen on the radio will go out and find them because he's now on, you know, Spotify or, or app and, and the Apple store or something, you know? So, I mean, even though they're different, Joe Budden and Charlemagne, they're very much the same. They're both talent. They're both talent that needs to own an IP. Joe Budden's problem is that, like, he was actually in a position of power in which he could have dictated the terms of, you know, how he got paid. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we often talk about sports, but it's kind of like a in football, like a running back who decides to get like a big contract, but he gets a lot of that money up front. And then it's a five-year deal. And then he starts, he's paid like pennies over the, the rest of the years. He's like, well, I want a new contract. It's like, well, we paid you a lot up front. So that's supposed to take care of the life of the contract. And I don't know if Joe Budden's like this, or I don't know if he's on some like yearly salary, just some yearly amount. But whatever he goes to next, he needs to know that he needs to own his podcast. And if he doesn't, he needs to get points on it. I mean, the fact that he's even talking about a bonus for me says you don't even know where you stand in this relationship. Employees ask for bonuses. Exactly. Okay. A business owner doesn't ask, you know, someone who has contracted with them for a bonus. When a plumber comes to your house, does he ask you for a bonus? Does he ask you for he a could. bonus? He could. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> he sets his price, okay? And he tells you, this is how much this is going to cost. Now, if the job ends up being more than what he expected, guess what he does? He charges you more. This is Joe Budden's problem. Joe Budden went into this contract. And I think what happened was the sharks were circling and saw This dude doesn't know what he's talking about. This dude is working with us as if he's an employee. And that's exactly how they went into it. And he probably felt like this money is so good. And they're like, yeah, money's real good. Yeah, this is a lot of money. You should take it. Well, one thing that he did say, which is really interesting, is my man said, my time is my asset. Right. And that my time is actually my most valuable asset. Mm -hmm. And with his most valuable asset, which is his time, he's getting paid the least in that fashion. At first, I was like, what are you talking about? And then I finally got, I was like, he finally realized that him coming on the show, him speaking, him giving up his Christmas or giving up his New Year's is the most important thing. That's the most valuable asset, but he's not getting paid the most out of it, which is why he's asking for a bonus. I hate which that is why, which is, but yeah. he was, but he was asking, for, I got I you, but this, he's asking for a bonus, which is why he's asking for a Rolex. He's asking for some additional compensation, compensation to compensate him and his boys for making a show that continues to retain and bring people on, you know, that's doubling, you know, how much other shows are bringing in, I get which it. is very fascinating. I it's get very it. Fascinating. But here again, 
the reason, you know, another reason I hate the word bonus is because guess who determines what bonus you get? Bonuses are based on the employer's calculation of whatever revenue that they get, profit they get, and what they feel you brought to the table. Whether what they feel is accurate or not, I mean, who knows, right? So even in him asking for a bonus, it was never going to be enough. Even if they had given him the Rolex that he picked out, okay, he would have looked at that Rolex, okay, and he would have said that this is still not enough. This is not enough. You know why? Because the terms of that compensation were not determined by him. They weren't determined by him. And so again, the sharks were circling. And when they when he spoke, they most likely saw that he wasn't very business-minded, that he was very much in the employee-employer relationship type model. And that's how they treated him. And I would not be surprised if, you know, perhaps he entered into some sort of quasi relationship where he was an employee. Well, they probably purchased the show for two years. That's probably what happened. Maybe they purchased the show for two years. And at the end of two years, they'll have to renegotiate because now that it's the end of two years or they're getting close to two years, he's saying that they offered him a substantial amount of money, much more than what was offered in the first offer. He's saying they got offered crazy amount of money. Well, he better be careful because if they said no, he said no, because he better be careful because if they do own that show, he better be careful because if he truly is an employee within a two year time frame or whatever, they could literally kick him off his own show. It's happened before. Look at Roseanne. Roseanne ain't even on her own show. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They kicked her off the show and then changed the name. Right. They kept the premise of her show. Right. And so he is now, he said no to that contract, which I think most people would have just re-signed that contract, particularly if they're upping up the ante more, right? Most people would just be like, well, I just, but he's saying no. He says that he can't go to sleep at night, which is admirable. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the admirable. relationship probably just soured. I mean, to the point where you calling on your own employer, why are you still employed there? He's still got another three weeks, right? It's so not. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Friday. But it's, so it's not the first time somebody's done that. We see it all the time. What I'm surprised at is that he doesn't, like, if I were him, I would go in and I, or I say go in as if, like, you're sitting at your cubicle and you're walking up to your <laughs> boss's office down the hall. No, but I would be, I'd say, like, all right, like, these are the terms. And I dictate the terms, not of what I think I'm worth, but way more than what I think I'm worth. Way, way more. So that you look him in the eye and be like, you give me that and I'll consider staying. Right. And I think what you're saying is, and I think what Renee is saying also is, is sometimes you have to look beyond just your reach in terms of monetary value, yep. right? Like Beyonce takes less from Coachella so she can have Netflix record yes. so that she can have a movie on Netflix and get mad M's from Netflix yeah. also, right? Yep. Like you just like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take less up front because I know that you know, a year from now when this movie gets released, uh-huh. what I did in Coachella, I'm going to make much more money, right? Those are the type of things that we're trying to get everybody to understand. It's strategy. Which strategy, which is like, if you have 50,000 followers and you're a doctor or you have $100,000, or if you're like the other people out there who got like a million, there's a doctor right now, I'm not going to say his name, but I'm sure everybody knows who he is. 
you know, who he's got like over a million followers, way more than that, right? His videos get released during daytime hours because that's when most, you know, stay-at-home moms are watching his videos. You know, like, I'm sure eventually they're going to come up and be like, you need to have your own TV show or you need to have your own, you know, X, Y, and Z thing. And depending on how he handles that, he might be in the same shoe like two, three years from now, you know, but we'll see. But it's, it really is about thinking about the long-term gang. That being said, Spotify, holla at me though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take that bag, yo. Think about the little boy who played the Lion King. Yeah. Right? Well, he didn't play the Lion King, but he sang the, yeah, yeah. He sang the, he, the chorus. Yeah. Right. Right. Plus, we were so, talking about this. Yep. Yep. Right. So his mother, unlike all of the other people, apparently, who were, you know, part of the voiceover cast, right? His mother said, listen, I don't want your big money now. I want royalties. Anything that says the word Lion King on it, just give me royalties to that. And now they raking in the dope, boy. Raking in the dope. (laughs) This is what I mean, this is what you should do. Like you were saying, Renee, it goes back to knowing, thinking down the road, knowing like I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a little less now mm-hmm. in order to have a lot of power and a lot of gain down the road. Yep. Like you can't, especially nowadays, you can't think like, oh, these people are going to pay me nicely. I'm going to do what they want and I'm just going to be with them and everything's going to be light. It's like, no, like, you know, that's the old mindset of employer employee relationship. It's like, you got to think like, okay, I'm going to work for you. I'm going to take a little less, but I'm going to have a lot of flexibility. I want, like, I, I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to do whatever I want. I want whatever I put out to be mine. Let's say in the case of like, like Joe Button, I want my people to be able to do whatever they want. I want you to invest in me. Like, I want you to invest in this podcast because in the end, you're seeing the dollars. Like, we're seeing a fraction of those dollars. Cool. Just think about it. like for every, let's say, million dollars Joe Button brings in, He's probably getting what, like, I don't know, twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars of that. You know, I mean, in terms of dollar figures, he's probably getting cents on the dollar. Yeah, I mean, probably even yeah, less than cents for every time someone plays a song. I think Spotify pays the artist like point oh 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 one percent or something like that. Oh oh one cents. So you don't make. I mean, but that's mainly the labels issue, though. That's yeah, the, the artist yeah. and the label issue. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. But I mean, so going back to it, like you need to own, you need to know your worth and you need to be able to relinquish a little in order to own a lot. I agree with you hundred percent. But let me say this point because that within a doctor's world, even more so let's go past the social media thing, starting your own podcast and so forth. Cause that speaks for itself. But like even taking a contract, that's like saying, I'm going to take this five year or seven year contract. You're going to pay me 500 or, you know, a mil every year, but I can't go home on certain holidays. I don't have a partner. I'm always on. Or, you know, all these different things. Like you get a bag right up front, but yep. what are you necessarily compromising? Whereas yep. you say, you know what, maybe I'll take a three-year contract or a two-year contract. I'm going to get paid significantly less, but that's going to allow you to hire me, you know, locum so that when I, it's time for me to go home for vacation, you guys can hire someone who can have my back or yep. whatever it may be. So it brings me up to this. Like Renee's going to laugh when I tell you about this, but a company asked us, they wanted to sponsor our show. I'm not going to say who it is, but let's just say they sell socks. I'll leave it to you like that. Okay. Right? They sell socks. They contacted me. They're saying, okay. hey, we like what you're doing on Docs Outside the Box. 
you know, it is what it is. Let's try to work something out. Send us your media kit and your sponsorship packet. We send them our sponsorship packet. You know what they say to us? (laughs) They say, yeah, your prices are way too high compared to, you you know, what X, Y, you need to cut it. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, fam, we're selling programs where people are buying actual MBA-like programs with physician CEO. Shout out to physician CEO. If we sold like a whole bunch of those programs where people are purchasing $40,000 programs to go to an actual school or we're selling other things to other people who are sponsoring the show. And you want to come and talk to me about, or our prices are too high for socks, but come on. So the reason why I'm bringing it up and I'm really frustrated about it is because I literally was racking my brain trying to figure out how I can make it work with this company. And they literally were going to pay me like literally lunch, lunch money, (laughs) advertise on my show. What did I say? Am I lying? You're not lying. And I was seriously, I was coming to her. I was like, yo, how can we make this work, man? How can we make this work? Like, we can. What did I say? I forgot what you said. What'd you say? I said, they can't afford you. When you walk into a high price boutique, okay, and you see a very, very well tailored suit, I mean, this thing looks sharp, right? The material is like, just impeccable. Okay. You walk in and your bank account has $180 in it, but this suit in this high price boutique does not cost $180. What do you do? What's he going to buy it on credit and then bring it back after you <laughs> use the fat one time? <laughs> do you try to haggle down with the saleswoman or the salesman? No. You say, I can't afford it. And then you walk away. That's it. They can't afford you, right? When you said that to me, that's when I was like, yeah, you're right. Because like, once you put it in that perspective, you're like, wait, why am I racking my brain over literally what's the equivalent of lunch money on a monthly basis? So I love this example because I'm going to hit on something that Quessy said that was very subtle. And I'm going to hit on this. Quessy being subtle? Yes. <laughs> so what Quessy said was when making the contract, he would say, I'm going to work for you, but you know, I have to make the terms of this contract. I would argue that the word isn't, I'm going to work for you, okay? I would say, I'm going to give you this opportunity because what happened with Uni and this company, this stock company was that- So be nameless. Yes, that shall be nameless. That shall remain- Yo, that guy was mad rude, yeah. I'm sorry, Renee, not to vote, but he was mad rude, yo. (laughs) Right, so- He know who he is, he listening. (laughs) He's not listening. Not anymore because he can't (laughs) afford you. He can't afford to listen. So, um, (laughs) but what happened with you is that you thought that they were giving you an opportunity when in fact you were giving them an opportunity. And this is what Joe Budden didn't realize. Joe Budden didn't realize that Spotify wasn't giving him an opportunity. He was giving Spotify an opportunity, right? This is the problem. The problem is just because someone has money to pay you doesn't mean they're the ones with the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's not what that was because if truly Spotify was giving him an opportunity, Joe Budden would have contacted Spotify, not the other way around. Spotify is the one that saw the value in Joe Budden. Okay. The monetary compensation that they were willing to give was probably for them a drop in the bucket that after they projected out how much money they would actually make, 
it was probably a drop in the bucket when they realized what value, right? There's a difference between payment and value. Joe Budden brought value and he just received payment Hmm. for his value. So the opportunity was not for Joe Budden. The opportunity was for Spotify. And this is the same thing that happened with Uni was that this company was not giving you an opportunity. You were giving them an opportunity. They contacted you. That's true. So that's the thing. We really need to think about, and I say this for doctors as well, right? And we see this with locums a lot right? Like, oh, doctor, we have an opportunity. No, I have an opportunity (laughs) for you. (laughs) You don't have an opportunity for me. These people are in need at this hospital. They're missing five doctors. You think that's an opportunity for me? That's not an opportunity for me. If I come, it's an opportunity for them to get all the things that they need to get done, done. I think that's a mindset thing too, right? Because that leads to a mindset of, we have an opportunity for you or let this company's giving you an opportunity. That's a mindset of scarcity. Yes, exactly. That's a mindset of scarcity when really we should be flipping it to, listen, I'm giving you the opportunity, Mm -hmm. right? Which is more of a growth mindset, more of a abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. And some people may say that's cocky. I'm like, I don't think that's cocky at all. Not at all. If you look at all very successful people, Kwesi, Maybe not Questy, but like, you know, if you look at really <laughs> successful people, Rude. you know, like that's how they think, right? Mm-hmm. Like who tells Beyonce to do that, right? Like who tells LeBron James, like, you know what? I'm bouncing from Cleveland, but let me use it as an opportunity to raise money for the Boys and Girls Club. And then even before that, let me just sign these three-year contracts so that me, Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony and Chris Bosh we'll be able to sign possibly together in three years, Uh right? It's these taking your mindset from, let me just hoard all this money because there's nothing else I could ever get. Or let me hoard this opportunity because there's nothing else that I could ever get to, let me just change my mindset just a little bit to be like, look at all these opportunities and opportunities that exist. Let me change the frame in which I'm negotiating with someone. Right. But it's this thing of not seeing the value in what you have to offer. And that's the problem is that a big company or the paying company, they oftentimes call what they have an opportunity because they have the ability to pay. Right. But the ability to pay does not equate to opportunity. And that that's, I think, even more important in terms of the mindset is that hold on, I bring value, right? If you are a locum stock and you know, hold on, I'm board certified. I've got great references. I go to all these different places. I bring value to your facility. So for you to say that you have an opportunity for me, you don't have an opportunity for me, okay? You're asking me for an opportunity to be able to fill a position. That's what you're asking for. So I often tell the story of how a a locums company called me once and they said, oh, well, we have an opportunity, opportunity, air quotes, everybody, in Brooklyn, New York, right? For OBGYN. Planet Brooklyn. You know, I'm from Brooklyn, but I know exactly how Brooklyn hospitals run. Like Long Island. 
Get out of here. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> where you live? I live in New Jersey. Where your family, where your family, <laughs> okay. where your people. My family's at? still in Brooklyn. So be quiet. Anyway. So, <laughs> so I know how hospitals in New York run, particularly in Brooklyn. I know that they are extremely busy. And I said, well, what's the compensation for this opportunity? Right. And he says, well, you know, it would be in-house calls. So you'd be in-house 24 hours. And then he goes, but it would be $1,000 a day. Just like that. It'd be $1,000 a day. Like I was supposed <laughs> to be like, what? <laughs> a whole thousand? Tell them what you won. <laughs> Basically, I felt like I was getting the consolation prize, actually. <laughs> so I said to him, so I laughed, right? And he was like, what's so funny? And I said, you can't afford me. And he was like, I swear, nobody must have ever said this to him. But I said, he goes, what? Uh, excuse me? And I said, you can't afford me. And he said, so what compensation would you be looking for? I said, definitely not a thousand dollars at no Brooklyn hospital. I'll tell you that much. You couldn't pay me. And that goes to people who are not familiar with that lifestyle. Don't really understand the stress that goes along with working in that. Like you're uh-huh. getting paid a certain amount, but what is it really worth? The stress of maybe being so busy taking care of people yep. that you make a mistake because you're literally trying to deliver four or five babies at the same time. You're not getting any sleep. You come home. You don't get a chance to spend time with your family. Like at what cost is it really worth it? Uh And that's where people have to understand. Like sometimes the dollar signs don't really mean much. It's really the opportunity to thrive and to do Uh well, right? Outside of the money. So thank you for sharing that. So so listen, we've kind of gone through this back and forth. And let's start to wind things down because after this, I'm going to be talking with, with Dr. Dow Gray, where we're going to talk about Chadwick Bozeman, which unfortunately is, you know, a very sad case with Chadwick Bozeman passing away from cancer. But in terms of winding this down, I think the big things are knowing your worth, right? Yep. You got to know your worth. You got to be able to think outside of the box, so to speak, and really not worry so much on the M, so much on the bag, but really have that abundance mindset of where and the possibilities we can go with this. Understanding your contract. My man said he was involved with writing the contract. He said that they never wrote a contract like his before. Yeah, he still came out in this situation. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. Dog, come on. <laughs> I don't like what I wrote. Come yeah. on. You know? Dude, come on, man. That's, that's your bad. Yeah. And Quincy mentioned this, like, it's okay to be talent, but you got to really understand what you're doing. Right. So the reason why he didn't want to just be considered talent, because he knows the notions with talent. Talent doesn't understand contracts. Talents can't walk into a boardroom and have those cerebral Dang type of conversation moments. Right. I mean, have those cerebral type of conversation. Define what you are as talent. Like you can be talent and just be a guy that's behind the mic and just doing everything and not care what's going on. Or you can be talent and know that everything within these four walls is happening because of me. So every decision you make, I want to know what's going on. I want to know who you're going to bring on. I want to know who's going to be associated with this company. Like, I mean, talent is any one person describes it. Joe Budden, I mean, like he sees himself as a talent. He sees himself as the main attraction at Spotify. And he didn't view his contract as that. Well, maybe at the time that they dangled the money in front of him, he forgot exactly who he was. That's true. And yep. he focused more on the dollar amount than anything else. 
And now yeah. that's what he's complaining about. But if you notice, he's not just complaining about the money, but he's also complaining about his ability to own his own time. Yeah. In the and lifestyle that it provides. That he wants. Exactly. Yep. And yep. so that's the thing. The thing is you want to own your own, but the reason you want to own your own is so that you can have, you basically can be the owner of your own time. Right. And frankly, if you need to take less to get more ownership of your time, that's more worth it. Well, despite all of this, I think the final lesson I think, which is really important, is despite all the issues that he's had, he's still got a top podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was looking at the charts for Spotify because that's their new thing. They put out like the number one podcast, the charts. And, you know, Michelle Obama's podcast, number one. one. Y'all yep. wonder what her contract is. I know her contract is. <laughs> you know her contract is. And, but they show like if the podcast is going up or going down. And Joe Rogan's at seven, it's trending upwards. And then Joe Bunn's at 16, trending downwards. Mm-hmm. So well, I that's wonder, a change because yesterday was 15. Really? I wonder yesterday if now 15. they're uh, playing with the numbers. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Like, but check this out, though. The thing that's really interesting is you put Joe Rogan at number seven. Okay, let's say Michelle Obama is number one, which she is. You got Joe Rogan at number seven. And then you got Budden at what, 15 or 16? 16. 16, yep. If you really think about it, Joe Rogan's demographic and who he's really playing to is so much larger than Joe Budden's demographic, right? Yet Joe Budden is only what? Eight behind him? That's yeah. a big, that's pretty impressive actually for Joe Budden, right? So for me, what I'm trying to say is, is that you got to really embrace your audience. He understands his audience. He knows what he wants. He still to this day has not read an ad on his show. His show is three <laughs> hours long and he has not read an ad yet because he knows, he knows what they want. He gives them yeah. what they want. So I think the most important thing is, although, you know, it seems like there's a lot of mishaps and mistakes in the specific wording of his contract, he's still been able to have a faithful, loyal base. Right. He understands what they want. And wherever he goes, oh, we, let's be real. They're going to follow. I'm going to follow. Yep. You're yep. going to follow. Right? Yep. They're going to follow and he's probably going to get others. Right. Yep. So that's what I want with my show. I want the audience to understand that we're giving them you know, content that's going to help them. And I want to embrace people them. What they want. Get the people what they <laughs> want. Pop the trunk, right? So, Shout uh, out so to yeah. Jalen and Jacoby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I can't front though. This show's kind of whack now. Yeah, I mean, ever since they left like late night on their podcast and went to the TV version of this show. Yeah, this show on ESPN too. Yeah. yeah, it got a little whack. Now, I don't know what y'all think, but I'm not feeling <laughs> Don't be surprised. They're going to come out with a Joe Budden statement on <laughs> Dr. Nee Darko. <laughs> You don't own your own. <laughs> you know how J- Jalen has the bat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> bada bada. Oh, man. But yo, this was fun, y'all. I appreciate y'all chatting it up with me. But this was so important. This was last minute. This was so important to talk about. And I think definitely for the doctors out there who are getting contacted by Spotify, getting contacted by whoever is out there who has their own company, just be smart about things, right? Make the right moves. Understand your contract. Understand that you're not just talent. Understand and keep your IP. Yep. Right? Own your stuff. Own, Own your, stuff. your stuff. And once and again, think ahead. And yep. think ahead. And last think but not ahead. least, Spotify. Send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> Hook uh, a brother up, yo. Wait, before we go, I know you were about to bring up, you said you're talking with somebody 
coming up about yeah, Chadwick Dr. Boseman. Yeah. 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 I just wanted to say that surprisingly, and maybe it's because I'm getting older. Maybe it's because like, you know, I'm a new father, whatever. Yeah. You know, you and I were texting. And you about to tear up on our shows? No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is that like when seeing his passing, because he's our age, you know, or close to our age, a little older than us. Well, I was like, wow, T'Challa died? It kind of like when probably the way people felt with like Christopher Reeves and like Superman is like, uh-huh. yo, he, he died. And then, and then like you start thinking and then you start reading all the stories about like how, how good a dude he was. And you're just like, man, this is unfair. Un- yeah. Unfair. Unfair. Yeah. A very, very unfortunate passing. You know, I, I was telling me with regards to Chadwick that watching him in Black Panther like made, I think people feel like a kid again. You know, yep. like he made it so real. He made it so real that you truly like God. Dog, dog's accent was on point. Yo. Yes. South African His, accent was. On yes. Point. I mean, he was just so true to form. In that role that you just he just captured you and you really whenever you think about the movie, like you can't help but to think about him being a true superhero, you know, and it's just. Yeah. So unfortunate that he passed. And the last thing that I'll say about this is that, you know, you have a lot of people who are mourning and grieving this loss and not understanding how someone so young could die of colon cancer, which we don't necessarily think as a young man's disease. But there are a lot of people who are grieving and mourning this who probably should be getting their colonoscopies. Yeah. You know, there are people right now who are like, I can't believe this is happening to them. This happened to him and it is happening to them and they don't even know it. So if people have symptoms, even if they're vague, if you're afraid of what it could be like, you have to get it checked out because, you know, not knowing is worse than knowing. Yeah. I agree. You know, for me, it's more of an emotional thing. Uh Yeah, it's more of an emotional thing seeing him go through that and, you know, not saying anything and going on the red carpet and being on TV and doing all of these shows and all of these pressers going to hospitals and talking to other children with cancer. And he's going through the same thing. And for me, I just have to say that it's really one of the strongest things I've ever seen. Mm to literally not tell anybody except for family mm. what's going on with you when there's so many opportunities when you can. And I, I have to give him props for that. That's one of the things I've never seen. I haven't seen that before. And that's, that yeah. was very impressive. And it's not like it's a competition, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know, to go through something that's just wrathing your body. And that's the sad thing. But yeah. you guys all make really good points, man. And like I said, y'all, this is a topic outside the box. I really appreciate y'all coming on. We got to do it again. Yeah, and thanks for having that. Me. Peace, y'all. Peace.